The best gifts are not material, but spiritual, not temporal, but eternal, and not earthly, but heavenly. In the book of Ephesians, we discover a rich list of what God has given to His children. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open this portion of Scripture and take inventory of all spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. We've come today in our study to the end of Ephesians 3 to the conclusion of a particular prayer. It is the crescendo, the climax And did you hear all the divine superlatives? I love that when God uses these words that say words cannot express uh, the depth of what God has given us. We're looking at these spiritual blessings that we have. And uh, most recently, we have looked at the divine wisdom and the divine love. And now in these two verses, we come to the divine power. Are you starting to notice a pattern here? All the spiritual blessings are indeed divine. When we say spiritual, we're not just talking about uh, you get a certain fuzzy feeling or you, you work harder to try to produce something. It comes from God. God must give wisdom. God must give love. God must give power. It, it is not human. It is divine. It is not natural. It is supernatural. And so we come here today to the divine power. Uh, wrapped up in two verses, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, And let me give you just two or three truths from these verses today about God's power that I think will encourage us all. Number one, we see its ability. The Bible says, unto him that is able. Able to do what? Yes, all of the above. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what you're fighting or facing. I don't know what has to be accomplished in your life or overcome in your life, but I know this, God is able. The Bible doesn't say, I can do all things. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's the divine power. By the way, his ability works in the midst of our inability. It's not us trying to improve or muster up some strength. No, it's in fact us coming to the end of ourself. His strength is made perfect in weakness. It's at the moment of your greatest inability that God proves his ability. That's why Jesus said to those disciples, without me, ye can do nothing. Not a little bit. You can do absolutely nothing. And so we must begin by acknowledging, yes, God is able. Is God able to save a soul? Oh, yes, he's able. Is God able to bring the prodigal home? Yes, he's able. Is God able to restore family? Oh, yes, my friend. Is God able to send revival to a church, to a community, to a country? Oh, yes, he's able. Is God able to do the impossible? Yes, God is able. And so we see his ability, but that's not all we see. He goes on to say, Now unto him that is able to do, here it is, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We see not only his ability, we see his abundance. Isn't that just like God to exceed expectations? That it is certainly enough to say God is able, But God says, just in case you're wondering, let me clarify. I can do more than you think I can do. I can do more than you can ever imagine. 
I can do more than you're even willing to ask for. It's convicting to think that we pray such little prayers to such a big God, that we have such access and such resource to all spiritual blessings, and yet we don't believe the Lord for it. I wonder what we're going to meet at the judgment seat of Christ someday, that Christ is going to say, I had all this for you, and you wouldn't believe me. I had all this for you, and you wouldn't ask me. And so we must see him not only as the God of ability, but the God of abundance. He overflows the banks. With him, our cup runs over. He's the God of the much more. Remember, we're in the book of Ephesians. It's the book of fullness. And so I wonder today, are you willing to believe God for much more? But then ultimately, we come to verse 21, because there's a purpose in his power. God doesn't just do things to do them. He's always doing them for one great aim. We see not only the ability and the abundance, but we see the aim of this divine power. What is it? Verse 21 says, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. You see, when the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth and performed miracles, he didn't come to perform miracles just to perform miracles. He came to perform miracles so that he could reveal God. You might say it this way. He didn't come with a healing ministry. He came with a revealing ministry. And the same thing is true today. When God answers prayers, when God steps in, when God works, it's not to put on a good show. It's not so we'll be entertained. It's not so we can be more comfortable. It is rather for his own glory and namesake. You see, motive matters. When we say we're believing God, why are we believing him? When we say we're praying, why are you praying? Could it be that so often our aim is more for our comfort than for his glory? More for our relief than for his purposes to be fulfilled? You see, there are four very distinct prepositions in this verse. And I would say this to you. These are divine prepositions. And the prepositions are a revelation. For example, unto, there's the first one, unto him. This is the direction of the glory. All the glory has to go to God. The one thing God will not share is his glory. He will share his wisdom. He will share his love. He will share his power. Aren't you glad? But he will never share his glory. The moment we start taking credit, we begin to rob him of glory. So unto is the direction of the glory. Then it says, unto him be glory in the church. If unto is the direction of the glory, then in is the demonstration of the glory. Where does it happen? In the church. It's not just in some individual's accomplishment. It's in what he's doing in the church. You see, the church is to be the platform from which the whole world sees the glory of God. I wonder, are we praying and laboring with the thought that we want the Lord to use his church to get him glory? Because that's why he gave it. Maybe that's why we're seeing so little power in the church today, because we're not doing it for the glory of God. And then there's a third preposition. It's the little word by. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. If unto is the direction of the glory and in is the demonstration of the glory, then by is the declaration of the glory. God declares that the only way he can be glorified on earth is through Christ Jesus. It's through his son. We're supposed to reflect his glory alone. And then we're supposed to deflect all glory back to him God is only glorified to the extent that Jesus Christ is lifted up. And then there's a fourth preposition. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout, throughout all ages, world without end. 
if unto is the direction of the glory, and in is the demonstration of the glory, and by is the declaration of the glory, then throughout is the duration of the glory. How long is he supposed to get glory, friends? Forever. Throughout all ages, world without end. Through every generation and then into eternity. And then there's a final word. It is the word amen. You know what amen is? It's our dedication to the glory of God. I wonder, would you lend your amen to God's amen today? Would you say, Lord, I want that? Would you say, dear Lord, amen. I'm trusting your power to work in me and through me today to lift up Jesus and to get glory to God. You say, the divine power is not for us to use. The divine power is for us to be used. The divine power is his, and it's only given to us to experience so that God himself will get the glory. Oh, friend, all these spiritual blessings, they're not just for you to sit around and say, this is nice, I'm having a good time with this. They are for you rather to say, all glory to our great God. Oh, may the Lord help us all to use and be used today to take the spiritual blessings and lift up Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing what God has made available for His people? Our sincere prayer is that you will discover all that God has for you and be led to true thanksgiving, worship, and praise. Join us again next time as we continue our study of the Word of God. Until then, thank you for listening. We would love to hear how God is at work in your heart and home. Visit us today at enjoyingthejourney.org.